ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I'm Janice Porter, and I'm your host. And as usual, I have a special guest with me this week, and I'm very excited about um, my guest this week because we met through really uh, an invitation from uh, a podcast company to see if I might like to talk to this person. And I totally am excited about it. So today I have with me Stacy Brown Randall. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you so much for having me, Janice. I'm excited to be here. You're very welcome. Stacy is coming to us from Charlotte, North Carolina, the other side of the, the other coast, I guess, from where we are, um, and is a multiple award-winning author of a book called Generating Business Referrals Without Asking, which, by the way, intrigued me right from the beginning, so I can't wait to dig in. She is also the host of the Roadmap to Grow Your Business podcast and is a national speaker. And Stacy has been featured in many national publications and has her master's in organizational communication. She is married with three children and, um, and a loving husband who I think uh, works with her, right? Does he work in your business or you work together somehow? You know, I've always said to Norm, that's my husband, I've always said, you know, one day you could come to work for me. And he was like, and that's the difference as to why I won't work with you because you said for and not with. So no, he, he's actually, it's so funny. He's actually in some of my programs as like a paying member. People are like, you make your husband pay? I'm like, yes, he's actually a paying member in some of my programs. So I think people think we sometimes work together, but no, he's a student like everybody else. Okay. That's awesome. I love it. And that's a good lesson right from the start. So what I was intrigued by when I was uh, introduced to Stacy by um, this podcast uh, person who finds guests or guests for podcasts and matches hosts and guests. And I w- this is the first time that's happened to me where she's actually, where the person has actually found a good fit for me because I don't know how much they really pay attention. However, in this case, I was very excited because Stacy is all about referrals and I'm going to just say one thing and then let you talk Stacy what I what I understand is that um, you're about getting referrals without really asking and to me that is okay tell me more and and you can certainly tell me how you got started and everything but that to me is the core of what I want to talk to you about. Well, it's because I'm such a contrarian, right? And the thought that you could get referrals without asking for them. When we've been taught for generations, I I think longer than decades and decades, but generations that, wait, to get a referral, you have to ask. And then to have someone say, no, don't you dare ask. I think that is like, finally, I, I think my reality kind of set in for me when I figured out how to do this. I was like, I feel like I just answered the call of millions of people around the world. Like, why can't someone teach me how to get referrals without having to be awkward and uncomfortable and asking? So I'm excited we're gonna talk about this topic. Yeah, so when I think about that, I think about more um, directly, I think people don't ask for the sale either, 
right? So there's, there's that whole thing about, you know, you, you have this conversation, excuse me, with somebody and you tell them what you do and you get them excited about it. And they're there. You can feel the, that it's, you know, that they're on side with you and then you don't ask for the sale. Well, to me, it's kind of the same thing. And I think I'm worse at asking for the referral than I am at asking for the sale now, because I'm more conscious that I need to ask for the sale. I don't think about it. What I, what I may do is because I'm a LinkedIn trainer and I teach people that recommendations that you have on your LinkedIn profile are social proof. I do encourage people to ask for those so that they can be on their profile. But if I've just worked with somebody, I need to ask them for a referral. It just seems to go to my head, but you're saying, no, don't ask. So what are you saying? So I love that you brought this up because I think it gets to the heart of where people start getting confused. And I know we'll dive into like all the pieces and the parts of what this actually looks like to generate referrals without asking. But what you're hitting on is I actually dedicated an entire episode on my podcast. I, it, I, it was early on. I think it was like episode 38, though I could have the number wrong. It's actually, and my podcast is Roadmap to Grow Your Business. Nice. But I actually tackled an entire episode on the five times you can ask, just never for a referral. So here is my hard and fast rule. When you, you never ask for a referral because what you're doing is asking someone to put their reputation on the line to recommend someone to you or refer someone to you that's then going to spend money with you. And you can't artificially create what isn't there. And that's what happens when you ask for a referral. But people take don't ask for a referral and then they apply it to other parts. I'm like, no, no, I didn't mean you for you to apply it to other areas. Like the number one thing you should be asking for. And it's one of the things I talk about in that podcast episode is you should ask for the clothes. Like you should know how to ask for the sale. You should ask somebody if they want, if they don't say sign me up, then you should be prepared to say, can I sign you up? Right. Or however your language is. The other thing is, is you should absolutely ask for testimonials in reviews. If someone has said, Hey, I really enjoyed working with you, or they had this great success with you. You should not have any hesitation to be like, Hey, do you mind putting that in writing? Or do you mind shooting a short video that I can use in my marketing? Like we should do a better job when we have a great experience with someone of giving a testimonial or review without having to be asked. But we definitely as business owners should be comfortable asking. You should ask for the clothes. You should ask for the testimonial, right? And I think what people then is when they say, when they hear me say, don't ask for a referral, they just apply that to other things. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You you can definitely be asking for those things. What I don't want you doing is asking for a referral. And that goes back to really how a referral, how we view a referral. And the asking piece is all in the trigger. Right. If you think about it, when I ask you, it's like if Janice, you and I were like having a conversation and I was like, hey, Janice, who do you know who's just like you, who should be doing work with me, who should be trying to, you know, increase their business through referrals. If I were to ask you that, that trigger becomes the time in which you think about referring me, which means if I'm not triggering you consistently and constantly by my asking, most of the time you're going to forget to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And if we layer on top of that, it's awkward and uncomfortable and feels desperate to be asking somebody for a referral. Mm -hmm. Then we put in a layering on something that we have to do for it to work. And we're asking ourselves to do something 
we don't want to do. That's uncomfortable. And so what I teach is you just got to shift away and there's a different type of trigger. Now, and there's a number of triggering advice that's out there when it comes to referral. Asking isn't the only one. There's also paying and being overly promotional and gimmicky. I just provide a fourth option that's like, hey, actually, if you really want to understand how this works, you want to respect the relationship mm -hmm. through the referral process. You want to understand the psychology and the human dynamic behind how referrals work. Then once you know all that, you're like, I would never ask again. But yet there is still things that we can do to trigger the referral to happen. Okay. So um, I did, and tell me if you want to say this or not, because I did write down your philosophy that I got from your website or somewhere. So do you want to share it or do you want me to just, I, you're ha I'm happy to have you share it. But yeah. first one, referrals only come from relationships, which I totally agree. Do you want to go from there? Yes, I think that's the, the foundational point. The mm -hmm. truth is, no matter who you choose to listen to about how to go about generating referrals, we're all pretty much going to say referrals come from relationships. The difference is, is how we protect those relationships. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening to someone who's telling you to ask, then it's almost in my mind about exploiting the relationship because you're constantly asking them, right? Mm -hmm. Or constantly trying to commoditize the relationship by offering to pay them to refer you. So it's all about how you want to treat the relationship. I don't want to exploit or commoditize a relationship I have with a referral source, someone who trusts me enough to refer people to me, to put their reputation on the line mm -hmm. and refer people to me. I'm just, that's just not in my character. That's just not how I want to operate. It's not how I want to be known in the marketplace. So you have to look at this from a different perspective. And if referrals come from relationships, then our obligation is, is to maintain really good, like st strengthening relationships and deepening our relationships and having really positive relationships with our referral sources. And the truth is the way we do that is through ongoing connection. And it's how we do that ongoing connection and the language we use throughout that ongoing connection that really actually makes my process work. And when I say ongoing connection, I don't mean daily. I don't mean weekly. And I don't actually even mean monthly. And I think that's usually a big like mind blown moment for people. They're like, wait, I can get referrals all year long and not have to do something every day, every week or every month. Like not if you're doing the right things, using the right language and doing it for the right people and your heart is in the right place. Mm -hmm. Yes. And this is why I love, you know, what you have to say, because I totally agree. The thing that I think I'm missing. So I'll come back to that actually. So connect relationship comes from referrals only come from relationships. Relationships come from uh, connections and connections are built through ongoing touch points. So what I'm thinking, which is something that I think, what, oh, that's what I was going to say. That was, is my downfall, even though I teach it. Okay. Practice what you preach. Right. I'll be, I'll admit is to, um, create those ongoing um, touch points, which I um, talk to most of my clients about doing it quarterly to love on your, on your referral sources, on your, um, your A-list clients, let's say, so that they keep, keep you top of mind. So what's your take on that? Yeah. So the big thing that I always teach folks is, is what we're going to do for our clients in an ongoing relationship way to stay top of mind. Um, if we're not trying to turn them into referral sources, but we know by some kind of ongoing connection that we may generate referrals from them. I think there's a, there's oh, an intentionality okay. here that's okay. different, right? Okay. So 
I believe that when you have a client and you're done doing work with them, your client experience should extend into what I call the alumni stage. So like, hey, the work we're doing together is done. Now we've moved into the alumni stage and I'm not, I haven't been intentional about trying to turn you into a referral source, but if it's going to happen, I want to make sure I'm staying in touch and I'm staying top of mind. So I'm going to extend those touch points. I think your advice from quarterly makes perfect sense. I think there's some things you can do that's more on the relationship side versus the work side as you continue to stay top of mind with them on that quarterly basis that makes a bigger impact. But what I tell my folks is, is that when we're thinking about this from a referral source perspective, so I always have to tell folks, first and foremost, what I teach is for the referral source. It isn't to deliver to your contacts. It isn't to deliver to the thousands of people in your network, and it isn't delivered to your clients unless you've determined those people should be referring you. And then there's an intentional strategy we put in place for that. But when you have people who have referred you and we're trying to, you know, make sure that we have the right connection happening with our referral sources and we're doing that connecting through touch points. I typically tell folks, and that's when I said, it's not daily, it's not weekly, it's not monthly, but for most people, it's going to fall in the six to eight touch point range per year. In my program, Growth by Referrals, I teach four to eight. Very, very few, if any, folks actually can get away with four or five. Most of my students are going to fall between six and eight because of the cadence and the rhythm and the intentionality behind this relationship we're trying to build with our referral source that usually we fall in that six to eight touch point range. And of course, there's a lot more to it in terms of what you do and what it looks like. Mm -hmm. But I always tell folks like the touch point gives us the ability to channel our gratitude and our thankfulness for the referrals mm -hmm. and the language we use by planting referral seeds allows them to think about us from a referral perspective, but it all starts from just being truly thankful and wanting to take care of this person because they take care of you mm -hmm. by handing you the easiest client usually to close, which is a referred prospect. So what would you say, um, because two things came to my mind um, was one, it, um, I don't think I've actually identified referral sources per se that they know they're a referral uh, source or they're just like people in my networking group or people, right? Or, or people that I've done business with that have sent me a few people. But I think you have made me already think I need to go back and look at where my business has come from, say in the past year or the past two years, and start to look at that. So what determines whether they're, you know, a referral source or just someone in your networking, you know, uh, circle, so to speak? Yeah. Such a good question. And you have, you've arrived at the place that is the very first step we all take when we are deciding, okay, wait, I'm going to take this seriously. And I'm going to see what it looks like to generate referrals without asking in my business. And that is the identification of who your referral sources are. First and foremost, everybody always says, what am I supposed to do? And how often am I supposed to do it? What am I supposed to say when I'm doing it? And I'm like, all good questions none of them are the right question. None of them are the right first question because the right first question is, who am I doing anything for, right? So I always tell folks, it doesn't matter what you want to do until you know who you're doing it for. And then we can build it with intentionality in mind. That's interesting. So, just, just stop there for a second because you said, who are you doing it for? So in other words, um, your referral source is who you're going to love on, who you're going to show that gratitude to, not who's going to do it for me. Right. That exactly. 
Well, and I, I think it's all about shifting perspective, right? I mean, I think when people hear me talk about whether that's, you know, because they read my book or they're listening to my podcast or they're on a webinar with me or listening to this episode, right? I think when people, it starts to click for them is when they recognize, whereas I'm talking about something that's been around for hundreds of years, more than likely, right? I am talking about it in a very specific and unique way mm. that once your mindset can shift to that place, then all the tactical stuff, you're like, oh, get it. Got it. I, sure. I understand exactly what I'm supposed to do. But you have landed, Janice, in the right first step that I would tell everybody where I want them to land, which is your ability to recognize you need to know who your referral sources are. And that's actually most important. And so it's, it's a part of my process when people go through my program, like the first thing they have to do is identify referral sources. I'm so passionate about business owners and sales professionals taking a step back and saying, okay, let me identify who my referral sources are that I have a whole chapter in my book on it. Chapter eight, I have a whole podcast episode about it as well. Uh, we go through this process and it's really easier than people think because knowing who your referral sources are, it then defines every Everything about the next step you'll take. So really the best thing, and you kind of laid it out, right? I mean, I, you basically could have taught it, right? <laughs> Which is look back at where your business has come from. So pull your clients, your new clients from 2020, pull your clients, your new clients from 2019. In my program, I'm going to ask you to go back three or four years. But when people are first dipping their toe in, I'm like, hey, just go back a year, go back mm -hmm. two years, whatever you've got, you know, the bandwidth to do and the willingness to do. Now, if you track where your clients come from through like a CRM, a client relationship management tool or some type of database, this will be easy. Mm -hmm. If you don't, it won't be as easy. And you may have to put pen to paper and do a walk down memory lane and try to remember where all your clients came from. But that's the first step. The first step is like, okay, let's list out who our clients are over the last year, two years, three years, whatever you're willing to do. And then you have to identify where did they come from? Mm -hmm. So I teach people to do this on an Excel spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could not be easier than that. Right. It is one column for the date, right? That they became a client. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One column for the client's name and one column for the source, which is how that client first learned about you. So it could be from your BNI group. It could be from a LinkedIn campaign strategy you have going on. It could be from a Facebook ad. It could be from a networking mm -hmm. event. It could be because they saw you speak on stage. And I'm also hoping within that are a lot of folks that were actually referred to you by someone else. Mm -hmm. And when they're referred to you by someone else in the source column, that third mm -hmm. column where you're identifying where your client came from, I need you to write down the person's name. Mm -hmm. who was the referral source. Mm -hmm. And that's really important for us to recognize mm -hmm. that, okay, these are all my clients and this is where they came from. You know, what's really powerful about that step is not only do you quickly identify who your referral sources are, mm -hmm. you also identify what other mechanisms of bringing in clients or lead generation tools you're using are actually working, right? I remember the very first time I did this, it was, it, I learned this whole strategy that I teach by really guinea pigging and doing it in my own business. Mm -hmm. And then realizing when I started to teach it to other business owners, like, oh, look, there's a process here. And I was able to reverse engineer it <laughs> the way that I taught it. I was like, oh, look, it's not just working because it's Stacy. It's working because it's, it's like normal. It's like how it should work, right? That it's working sense. for everybody. And so I remember looking back the very first time I identified my referral sources and I was like, Wow, I spend a lot of time and energy in areas that none of my clients come from. But look at where my clients are coming from, where I'm not spending any attention. And what would happen if I could just shift my focus and pay attention to the areas that were working? And that's outside of just referrals, right? So if you spend a ton of money on Facebook ads, and actually most of your clients come through a conversation you have with them on LinkedIn, 
why are we spending all this money on Facebook ads, right? Like it's such a good data diving expedition and exercise within your business. So really first step as you nailed it is identify who your referral sources are. And then usually for most folks, a couple of things will happen. One, you'll probably be surprised at who's on the list that you haven't talked to in six, nine, 12 months, right? You may be a little embarrassed. Two, you may look at your list and be like, oh boy, if I want more referrals, I'm going to need more referral sources. Okay, that and, was good. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up, yeah. And then three, the other thing that's gonna happen is you should be able to see this list of referral sources for exactly what they are, no matter how big or how small which is your list of gold. It is your business's biggest asset is who are the people who refer clients to you. And then now we just need a strategy to take care of them so we can get more referrals from them. Okay. That that's brilliant. So I know that uh, I talk about this kind of thing with my clients that are my, um, I don't know if we talked about this, but LinkedIn training is one of the things I do, but then I, to, to generate leads and so on as a, as a source of lead generation. But what I do is I do it organically and I teach people how to build relationships first and then move into, you know, what it is that they might want to do with that person if there's a fit and so on and, and um, uh, qualify those leads, so to speak. <clears throat> but I also, uh, and I noticed somewhere in what I read of yours that you talk about, you know, uh, writing personal notes and so on. Well, I do use a system called Send Out Cards, which you may or may not be familiar with. But I make sure that everything that is done is personalized and branded on the back if it's business related. Um, but I have my own signature in there. I have my own font in there and I personalize with photos of people and so on as I'm going forward. But what I wanted to get at here was um, when I'm talking to often to my clients, like sales professionals, like realtors and mortgage brokers, insurance agents, you've got a big list. Who's your A-list and what, what is, you know, what percentage of your client base is your A-list? Well, what do I mean by that? Well, they've either, you've got the most sales from them or the most referrals from them. So I'm always asking people, but I'm not always practicing what I preach. So this is why I love this conversation. Now, you say um, referrals, and I agree with you least understood, least utilized, but the best tactic in your sales and marketing and business development toolbox. So once you've identified those people who are your gold, they're your people that maybe have referred you many more times than you even thought until you put it down on this spreadsheet, but you also see, I need to get some more referral sources. How do you go about doing that? Yeah. So it's the, like the next million dollar question, right? The first million dollar question I get is how do I get those referrals without asking? And then the next million dollar question is, and how do I get some more of those referral sources? Right. And so everything I teach is systematic and step-by-step step. and it's based on watching what's worked for myself and my clients and then backing into it and reverse engineering. Okay. What are we doing at what intervals and how is it working? So just like identifying who your referral sources are and then building an intentional referral plan that has those six to eight touch points that wow. are memorable and meaningful top of mind throughout the year where you plant referral seeds, right? Like that's the system for our existing referral sources there is a 
counter type system that is for the people that we wish were referring us. So we identify those and we call those potential referral sources. And the way I teach this is like through a layering approach, right? So your first layer of your referral strategy should definitely always start with those who've already referred you. If someone's ever referred you in the past, now based on how long ago that referral was, they may be inactive versus active and there's a strategy to re-engage or inactives, but your very first layer of a strategy for referrals should be existing referral sources. As we know, it's so much easier to sell to a client who's ever bought from you. Guess what? It's also easy to get referrals from somebody who's already actually referred you, right? So you've got that piece of our existing referral strategy. The second layer that we layer on top of the existing strategy is what we do for our potential referral sources. And the way that I teach it is at first, just like first step with existing referral sources is identify who the heck they are, right? It's the same thing with our potential referral sources. Who do you know that are your clients and that are within your contacts that you wish were referring you? Now, what I tell folks is we're not trying to create a list of a thousand people. We're not even trying to create a list of a hundred people, but let's just start with the top 15 or 20 people that are either clients or close contacts or people within your network that you wish were referring you. And you're just going to narrow it down, but you've got to identify who are those humans, right? Everything I do teaches you to come from a place of identifying the humans first. So who do you wish were referring you? And then I teach a strategy that's very clear about, okay, now what can we do to be able to have opportunities to plant referral seeds with them? Well, the best way to put yourself in a place to ever, to be able to plant referral seeds with someone, right, is obviously in a way where you're helping them because people are more willing to communicate with you when you're trying to help them versus when you're trying to get something from them. Mm -hmm. So then I teach a strategy of how we go about building a relationship with those folks where we have opportunities to plant referral seeds, right? Which are very specific scripts that I give my students, but we have this opportunity to build um, opportunities. We have this opportunity, excuse me, to build relationships, to plant referral seeds, but what turbocharges that process and puts someone in the frame of mind to want to refer us is when we're trying to do something to help them. So we go into every conversation with a potential referral source thinking, I'm going to walk away with one thing I can do to help this person out. Because once we've helped somebody out, right, then they feel an impact from us, right? And usually, right, in that situation, they remember us. There's just an opportunity for them to remember what we've done to help them. And then a relationship can start, right? And then a connection can start. And then it gives us more opportunities to plant referral seeds. And if you're looking at your referral strategy from a layering approach and you've identified, hey, I've got these five people that I really want to refer me. And then you follow the process to get them to start referring you. Once they give you that first referral, because you already have your first layer, which is existing referral source, you already have that referral plan built for them. When someone gives you that first referral, you drop them right into the referral plan and keep going so you can cultivate more referrals from them in the future. Now, of course, some people come up with, like they have questions around, you know, do you have the right kind of referral sources? Well, that depends on what you're looking for. <coughs> what happens when you're not getting your ideal client referred to you, right? And I teach my students that absolutely there's language around how we manage, delicately manage that conversation, mm-hmm. right? And then the other thing I find that people struggle with is, hey, I'm getting referrals, but I'm not closing them. And I'm like, well, a referred prospect is always yours to lose. So you're probably not using the right language because you get to talk different to right. a preferred prospect than you do someone who you met at a networking event that's kind of more cold. And so there is, there's a nuanced approach to how I teach referrals, but the first main strategy and these layering approach is really, okay, you have referrals. 
That means you have people who've referred you, referral sources. Let's start by taking care of them. And then we can layer on the additional layers that we need. Brilliant. It's so easy and yet like so simple, but not so easy, right? Um, so I, you have a quiz on your website. Yes. It's yes. on your website, right? Yep. Referralquiz.com. It's the referral ninja quiz. There it is. Yeah. I found it through stacyrandall.com. Okay. The referral ninja quiz. And I took it this morning and I thought I'd be a master, but I wasn't, I was a beginner. And I think I know what the issue was. And I shared it with you before we went on air that I think that I don't practice what I preach. And so <laughs> I'm being full disclosure here because I wear my heart on my sleeve and I, I, I'm all about relationships and, and that's the most important thing for me. And my, my reputation is at stake if, you know, I'm a connector. So if somebody, if I connect people that are in my, um, uh, community, I have to make sure that that the person that's new is worthy of coming into my community, if that makes sense, right? Because I value my connections and I want to respect them and honor them as well. However, what I noticed was, I guess it was, I don't have a complete system for looking after um, my referral sources. Yeah. So it's interesting. So it's, it's nine questions, right? That's why I tell folks when they take the referral quiz, right? When they take this, they figure out what level of a referral ninja are you? And they take this quiz. And so of course you can find the quiz, like you said, on my website, yeah, Stacey Brown I, Randall. I, I encourage people to take it. Yeah. It's an eye opener. Yeah. So when I, when I tell folks that, you know, you're going to take this quiz and in nine simple questions, I can tell you what level of skill you have and ability you have to generate referrals without asking. What I always tell folks is, and they never get that much information before they take the quiz because I don't want them preconceived notions, right? When they're taking the quiz. But what I do tell folks is that it's most important you understand some of the questions are around mindset right? Some of the questions are a little bit around believing you deserve referrals because you'd be surprised how many people don't believe they deserve them. And you have to believe you deserve them to be able to receive them. The reality is though, whereas I want you to believe you deserve them, I want you to completely understand you were never owed them. So you have to be willing to do some work to actually generate them. So some of the quizzes around mindset, but then the rest of the quiz is actually to get to that master level. It is all based on results. And I think that's what, when, when I tell that to people, I'm like, look, that quiz is based on ROI. That quiz is your ability, right? To generate referrals and to what that volume or what that looks like for your business. It's not based upon like how not, it's not completely based upon how you think and feel. It's based on how, what are your actions that you're taking, producing the results for you that you're getting and the consistency of understanding what it looks like to take care of those referral sources. So I always tell folks like there's a lot of mindset stuff. There's a lot of action things you have to know and understand, but to get to the master level. And I tell this to my students and my growth by referrals program, you don't get the referral ninja master red belt. Cause we actually give out little ninjas with the colored belts as they move through the program. I'm like, you don't get the red belt until you're getting referrals, like, and you're getting them consistently. And when they upload their results every three months throughout their first year in the program, mm -hmm. and we're checking like, how many referrals did you get this quarter? How many referrals did you get this quarter? And how many new referral sources did you add? Because those are all strategies you're being taught in the program. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at that increase of numbers. That's when you get to the red belt level, because why are we investing in something where we're not going to get the results out of it? And it is a big part of the underlying factor of what makes somebody a referral ninja master, even when they just take that simple quiz, is it does come down to results. For a lot of people, 
they tell themselves they get referrals. And then when they go through that first step we talked about, about identifying their referral sources, then they realized, wait, I thought I was a business built on referrals. I guess I'm not. And lots of people will come up to me. I hear all the time, whether, I mean, no one's coming up to me now, but when I hear it all the time over email or comments or in my free Facebook group referrals without asking, they always like, I'm I'm a a referral-based business. And I'm always like, prove it prove it. How many referral sources do you have and how many actual referrals did you receive? And, and what most people don't realize is that I have a very clear definition of what can stand as a referral. And we're not talking about a warm lead and we're not talking about an introduction and we're not talking about word of mouth buzz. We're talking about an actual referral where there is a personal connection between a referral source and a prospect to you. And a clear need has been identified, which means the prospect knows they're the prospect. They're in buyer mentality mode and they know exactly why they're being referred to you. That's the only thing that makes a referral a referral. So when people understand the definition and then they look back to how they're growing their business, they're like, oh, I get a lot of word of mouth buzz and introductions that go nowhere because we're missing the key pieces of a referral. And then they realize maybe I'm not so referral based as I thought I was because you got to dig in and really understand the data. Um, that is all such, so many nuggets there because um, I have found over the years that like I'm a, I would call myself a master networker. I I know a lot of people. I'm also a connector. And I find that with a lot of people, you have to teach them how to refer you, how to give you a referral because they're giving you an, they'll say, they'll come on and they'll say, I have a referral, like say to a a networking group, I have a referral for Janice. Um, I've given her your number and she'll call you. Well, that's not a referral, right? No. So it's really about being clear and understanding and teaching people how to refer you as well. Would you, is that part of your program as well? Teaching people how to uh, teach people how to refer them? It is. It's actually, we actually have a name for it in our, in my growth by referrals program. It's called the flip scripts. So it's how do you, what language do you use when somebody gives you word of mouth buzz and introduction or warm lead? What's the script? What's the language you use to be able to flip that into a referral so that you have a fighting chance of actually making sure that that person is a true referral, right? So you have a, you're put into the driver's seat at that point when you're actually referred the other times you're not in the driver's seat. They're just names that are out there, right? That maybe or may not follow up with you. So yes, it's definitely one of the strategies we teach. It's so funny because before I came on our interview, I was in my student Facebook group for my growth by referral students. And somebody had like put out a, a scenario. I was like, okay, Stacy, is this word of mouth buzz or a referral? And I said, it's word of mouth buzz. I was like, did you use the flip scripts? And she was like, yes, I use them all the time. They're great. In this situation though, um, it didn't work because the person contacted me the prospect contacted me before the referral source could make the actual connection. I'm like, we'll take it. Like, it's okay. It's the idea that we want to be in the driver's seat of having a conversation with the prospect. That's what makes it ultimately work. Yes. And um, I had a situation yesterday that uh, somebody referred me to this. uh, This is someone I had done LinkedIn training with a long time ago, but we'd known each other, you know, for a long time, not close friends or anything, but we've, you know, we've been in situations together and, um, she introduced me to someone, uh, who was looking for some LinkedIn training and she introduced us by email. We followed up, we booked a time to talk. We talked yesterday and it was the perfect storm because she came from a trusted source Mm -hmm. and, uh, she definitely was ready 
And by she the time need. I got off the phone, yeah, she booked a time to do training. And by the end of the day, she'd sent me money. And it was like magic. That doesn't happen all the time. But it's so clear when that does happen. Later yesterday, I had a conversation with a young man that I'd met on LinkedIn because he had prospected me really badly. And I was pissed, excuse my language, because I didn't even know him. It was like his intro connection. And I thought most of the time I ignore it. But something told me I needed to tell him because he was new to LinkedIn. It looked like he could use some help if he was open to it. And he was in a business that I didn't want to have him. It it was a a network marketing type business, but insurance. And um, I didn't want him to give network marketers a bad name. So I decided to respond to him and tell him that, you know, you don't do this if you want to get anywhere. We ended up having a call yesterday afternoon. He wanted to learn. He wanted to know. But he wasn't ready to make a decision to work with me because he just met me. And I get that. But it gave him a lot of food for thought. And something I teach, which I don't know, I'm sure you'll agree with. I don't know if it's part of your program, but never leave a meeting without booking the next meeting. So I booked the next call with him to see where he's going with it. Anyway, so it's just two different scenarios. So this has been delightful, Stacey. And I just want to ask you one teeny question if you if you don't mind sharing it. And if you do, uh, that's okay too, because I know you have a, an amazing program that I'm going to have a look at more closely. Um, and that is one example or one piece of your tactics or your you know six to eight touch points is it's got to be more than just an email or is it any, e- is it emails with a certain language in them or do you break it up and use different things? And you can not answer if you don't want to, but I just, just wanted an idea. Yeah, no, I think it's a great question. And what I would tell you is, is that one of the things that we teach about, okay, you've got these six to eight touch points. They have to be memorable and meaningful. They have to keep you top of mind. And they are the vehicle to allow you, right, to deliver the referral seeds, to plant the referral seeds as part of that language. They got to be good, right? Like we need them to be good. So we teach something inside the program called memory runway. And it's the things you do at the top of the runway are remembered longer than the things you do at the bottom. And as you can imagine, Janice, email is at the very bottom of the runway. And so I tell, I tell my folks, don't, don't use send me a completed referral plan. Cause I review all my students referral plans when they, when they build them, like don't you upload a referral plan that has a whole bunch of emails in it. Cause I'm going to reject it. I'm going to be like, heck no, your referrals were don't need more noise in their inbox. They need to be impacted and they need to feel like you care. So an easy example that I can give you, and I'm going to say something that is a gift, though I gift is one of a number. We teach five different types of outreach that you can do. Gifts is just one of them. Sure. So please do not get stuck on the gift idea, particularly if you don't have a budget because you don't have to use gifts. But when I was a business and productivity coach and I was generating over a hundred referrals every year for my business before I realized, oh, I've got something here. Let me go teach my referral strategy, right? Which is what I do now. Um, when I was a business and productivity coach and I identified my top referral sources, I realized 80% of them were actually business owners who were also parents. So part mm-hmm. of my touch points, one of my touch points was to recognize Mother's Day or Father's Day for my referral sources. Notice I didn't say all my clients. I didn't say like everybody I know just for my referral sources. And one year for Mother's Day, I sent a Wonder Woman water bottle for $9.99, right? Because they're not that expensive mm-hmm. to each of my top referral sources 
resources um, with a note about don't never forget you are a hero because of Mother's Day, right? Mm -hmm. And it's things like that that have an impact that says, wow, Stacey sees me where I am. She recognizes who I am and she cares. And it gives me an opportunity to plant a referral seed. And from that perspective, right, they always remember every time they drink out of that water bottle that I gave it to them until it breaks, like usually two or three years later or their child took it. Sure. So that's just one simple example that I would share. Again, you do not have to have a, you can build your referral plan on a shoestring budget. You don't have to use gifts, but definitely don't you dare use a whole bunch of emails or any emails actually, if I have my way. I love it. And and I, I totally, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's amazing. So I thank you again, because I think my audience will absolutely, um, uh, uh, eat this up because it's great information. And I know Stacy has a lot of good information on her website, which is stacybrownrandall.com. And Stacy, I think I have all your um, other uh, places. Well, maybe just tell me, where would you like people to find you the, mo- the most easily? Yeah. So you've said it, the headquarters, of course, is my main website, stacybrownrandall.com. But I would encourage everyone to just start at the referral quiz website, which is just referralquiz.com. Take that nine question quiz and figure out if they land at the beginner level or the master level. That's usually the best place to start to decide, hey, I want to do something different with referrals. And that's just referralquiz.com. Perfect. I so appreciate that. And I also uh, appreciate your time your uh, information. And it was so lovely to meet you. And I do hope that we're going to connect again and um, build a relationship because I really feel it. And um, the first thing I'm going to do is buy your book. Awesome. I can't wait to let it, for you to tell me what you think about it. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. And thank you to my audience. I look forward to your uh, comments and uh, as you listen to this um, episode and I'm sure Stacy will as well. So thank you so much. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share out this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes and remember to stay connected and be remembered.